This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't. I would say we do a Thursday show for you, five oh three in New York City, along with the Eddie Scazzeri. His name, his name is Albert Henry Dukes. Out. what is up? Good morning, Jerry. I just heard a Sal on the radio. Yes. I, li- I get to listen to Sal now. I, li- I like Sal. And uh, he goes, uh, tomorrow uh, we start uh, at 12 midnight to 5 a.m. That's a long show. I said to, I just said that. They go, what? How does a sing- does solo man handle five hours in the middle of the overnight? Interviews and phone calls. Oh, my gosh. I used to do Joe's shift used to be 1 a.m. to 5.20 with the Best of Imus coming up at 5.30. And from time to time, you would get the email from Mark, need you to start at 12. And Joe would be just livid. Yeah. It's like, it's already four and a half hours. Now you want me to do five and a half? Yeah, well, yeah. You know what if I, was do, I would do if I was Sal at like midnight? Midnight to one, I'd do like a killer hour. Like this, like I would like really concentrate on it. Then one to two, I'd rerun it. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Two to, th- two to three, I'd rerun it. No, he, no, 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 no. Then at three, I'd come back on fresh, three to four. <laughs> and then rerun. And then four to five, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that works. <laughs> you cannot do that. <laughs> and I would just do that uh, time checks. I'd be like, uh, 20 after the hour. No, 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 no. They're That's not going to be doing do. that. It's a long shift, though. It is. Until I mean, Mark caught on to my gimmick. Mark listens. I know. That's the He'll problem. He'll catch on. Right. That's, you know, I've thought about that with that uh, with Mark uh, leaving. Sure. And someone to – I was talking to Gio about this yesterday. Th- that is an impossible job. Like people are like, oh, that are applying for that job. You're responsible for a 24-7 station. Yes. Where if anything silly or stupid or dead air, that's on you. It's very much like a – That's crazy. Like a college coach. Yes. They go to bed every night hoping that when they wake up, <laughs> none of their players did anything stupid. Right. And that's the same thing with a boss here. You can't be up, although it seems like he is. You can't be up every second of every day. And you're right. You wake up. All right. Did anybody do anything stupid today? Right. Or like uh, like let's say I um, applied and they they gave, gave me that job, Jerry. I'd be like um, – I wake up dead air. I'd be like, what am I supposed to do? Or like uh, Sal's working midnight to five tomorrow goes, uh, I don't feel well. Oh, okay. Now I got to find this five-hour guy? Yes, you do. Man or woman to take that over? The beauty of it is you got a million people that want it. I guess. So you would think, well, think about this. If Sal at 10 p.m. last night, and especially now, you can just, well, actually, it's even harder without the Comrex, I guess. But let's say 9 o'clock last night, Sal doesn't feel well. I guarantee you Mark's got five people that would beg mm. to do a show. See, I feel like that used to be the thing. Now I feel like everyone's just kind of laissez-faire. 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 I think with the way they podcast. How about Pete Hoffman? Pete Hoffman would run here naked to do a show. Right, but I would be concerned if I was running this place. Can Pete Hoffman talk to himself for five hours? Well, I you'd don't find know. out very quickly. <laughs> 
That's one thing you would find out. And you hope that's what the podcasts are doing for people. They're learning that's to true. talk to themselves. Correct. To the audience. Right. So, yes, I do think Mike Flegelman. How about instead of running the board today, turn the mic on? We're desperate. You We're don't desperate. think he would want to do that? He would, but but probably 10 minutes in, he'd be like, now what do I do? <laughs> right. 877-337-6666. Please call. Please call me. <laughs> there was nothing. a time. There was a time back in the day. I will not say the host's name because there's no reason to. But I was a board op on this show. And the show's format was relatively the same every time. Show open, talk until the update, go to the update, have an interview, and then calls. And then it was pretty much calls the rest of the way. So we get to like hour three of the show. Like no one's calling. Phones are dead. And the host in the talk back, could you please get the calls? And I'm looking at the phone bank. Uh, there are none. Could you please check and make sure the phone works? Yeah, there's dial tone. Phone works. Yeah. And panic set in. And then they started to reread their monologue. Yeah. It's hard. Hi, like, this is Ann Lagori. No, I didn't say that, you jackass. I didn't <laughs> say that. Jeez, Eddie. When we used to be on remotes, uh, Boomer and Carton show, Craig, sometimes he'd be like, he'd say to me, because I'd be at the remote, he'd <laughs> yeah. say, uh, tell Bobby to get the calls up. <laughs> I'd go, what? There are none. He, he can't call people. That's not how this works. Actually, you could, technically. <laughs> we need you. <ya. laughs> Remember that time you, you couldn't get through? Yeah. Line yours. <laughs> this is your this is your shot. <laughs> Jerry, how like I feel like we're so soon into the baseball season. Right. To hear people panicking. Panicking and calling Sal and like really breaking down these what's going on with the Yankees or the Mets. When is too soon to start now? It, it it's too soon, right? It, well, it's too soon to go nuts. I don't think it's too soon to be annoyed if you're a Yankee fan that <laughs> The lineup comes out yesterday, and Aaron judges out because his side hurts. Yes, I would That's say a problem. the injuries early on are very annoying. Absolutely. No question about it. But to get crazy over a loss, not yet. You can't. It's too early. Now, all the games are important, as we know. Game four is as important as game 161. I get that. They all that. count. But I also know that uh, baseball is a game of streaks, um, and you can't just lose your mind over one, one win or loss. You can't. Right, the general soreness, though, and the fact that it wasn't like a specific injury for Aaron Judge. His left that's side not... hurts. <laughs> that mean his left shoulder? Is it his left, I don't know. left leg, left his, ankle? His entire left side I, hurts. Yeah, I know. And this is a guy who can't stay on the field. Like, how do you pay him? I don't know. You know his potential. He's got star power. One of the top-selling jerseys in all of Major League Baseball. Everyone loves him. But he can't stay on the field. Let's give him thirty million dollars. I'd give him three hundred forty-one million dollars today, wow. Jerry. He might hand want four hundred and fifty. Just hand them all the cash, all in one it's one a check. Problem. It really is. It's a problem. And then, should people be concerned? This is the other thing I see. Glaber. Yes, Torres. I think you can be concerned about that. It's a tough position to play. Shortstop. He hasn't exactly uh, sparkled there in the first six yeah. games, right? Six. Yeah, they're three and three. He hasn't been great. So, yes, I think you can be a little concerned. So, though, you you shouldn't be concerned at three and three because it is what it is. But right. you said you should be, you could be concerned with these Aaron Judge general soreness and Glaber Torres in the field. I think you can be, you can have individual concerns. Okay. But I think when you're a team like the Yankees that is about as deep as any team out there, they're going to figure it out. They're going to win games because they're going to play the Orioles 19 times a year. They're going yeah. to play the Red Sox 19 times a year. They're going to win a lot of games, so they'll be fine. But you can still have some concerns. I wouldn't get crazy, but you can have concerns. Yes. You can be concerned. Like, if you're a Met fan, are you, confer- are you concerned? 
Yes. I am a Met fan. Well, sort of. What I, did you think of Conforto yesterday with the runners in scoring position? Not good. He wasn't good. He was awful. He was awful, Jerry. Hmm. What <laughs> that about is breaking this, it down, Al. <laughs> what, what about this Yankee pitcher, Jameson? Is he French? Talon? <laughs> it's not Talon. Talon. Jameson Tyon. Tyon? Mm-hmm. Really, so the, really watched a lot of that, huh? So the two L's <laughs> are a Y sound. Pretty much. Jamison Tyon. Jamison Tyon. You're right. Not Tillon. So this guy had two Tommy John surgeries? Crazy. Well, on the same arm? Uh, well, I would imagine so. I don't think he was having Tommy John surgery on his right thigh. I thought that was the miracle thing. Like, when you get Tommy John it, surgery. But it happens now. And then you're better than you were before. Like, but you get does, a bionic arm. But it does happen. So he didn't pitch badly yesterday. Well, he, was, he, he, he didn't pitch right. very long. He didn't. He into the fifth inning. James Tyon. Jameson, not James. Yeah. <laughs> so you just called him James Tyon. <laughs> or Jameson Tyon. <laughs> Jameson Tyon. Uh, David Cohn like this before the game goes, oh, we'll get a shot of Jameson tonight. Oh, oh, I would love meh. that. <laughs> That is, I, I did not, I was not there at Tyon. the beginning of the game. Jameson and Tyon. Were, are they in the stadium? Are they doing it from home? Because I thought Paul O'Neill was home the Paul other day. Yeah, the other day he was like in a closet. Right. Like, what's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. So I guess because he lives in Cincinnati. I guess he's not traveling because of COVID. The coronavirus. So he's home, but he's you got home. the other ones are there. I believe they're there. For home games. Yeah. And the other day, maybe you saw the same one with Paul O'Neill. He was, like, talking to a family member or something when they were going to him. He didn't know his mic was on. He's like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, there is. So we were home for, obviously, a long time. You were a lot longer than us. But even I was home last year until July. Or maybe, yeah, about mid to late July. You came back last July? Yeah, to start with, because I didn't want to host shows from home. Wow. Yeah. And you I were pretty an much, early returner, Jerry. Good yes, job. Which was good. And I didn't, yeah. it was all good. But, yeah, there are times where, like, your wife would just poke in, are you on? <laughs> Meantime, your head's right in the Zoom camera. <laughs> you can see, you know, the, your kid would pop in, good time? Like, guys, <laughs> just stay out. So I could see that happening. And your cat used to make appearances, Jerry. Several. Used to, uh, it would walk on your keyboards and, and things like that. Wanted some airtime, your cat. That's a tough one to uh, to avoid. Hmm. Uh, Gio Urshela then, also I see at the end of this game, Jerry, he uh, was thrown out at the plate. He was. And then he laid there like he was injured. Yeah, did we get an update on that? I, I did not get see an update, one. Jerry. It says uh, he seemed seemed okay. He quote unquote wrenched his neck on okay. the tag. How was Aaron Judge after the game on Wednesday or he Tuesday? Was okay rather, as well. Right. So until we misses. find out today that he woke up all right, I'm not so sure. What's a wrenched neck? Probably like a crink. A kink in your neck? Yeah. I get that driving in now. I get a wrenched neck. Boy, I mean, it's been two days. I know, I, but I'm still stressed about the drive. Like, do I know where to turn off? That's do because I know you which have a very erect neck. <laughs> oh. It's very long, Jerry. It's, <laughs> the muscles aren't built up yet for driving. I uh, I always get the image when I have – so there have been times when I have been at a light with Eddie Scazzeri yeah. or I've passed Eddie on the road, and Eddie is so laser-focused yes. into his audio book and his driving – that I could be giving him the middle finger left and right, and he doesn't flinch. He's just like, you know, 10 yeah. and 2 on the wheel. Oh, yeah. Boom. Locked in. I get the sense you're almost the same way where your head is straight up and you're looking. You're probably causing yeah, all oh, the yeah, stress I, no, in I am, your neck. For sure. By elongating it. 
I also did this. So when I drive long distances now, I get that. By long distances, he means 45 minutes. An hour, an hour, 10. Right. I get a pain. The sciatic pain goes down my leg. So I got a um, a cushion for my car, but it's thick. So my head is almost touching <laughs> <laughs> the ceiling of the car, the roof. You're so if you s- But I actually thought of this. Driving in New York City, if someone was going to punk me or something. They think you're a big guy. Exactly. <laughs> they say, oh, my gosh, this guy's head's touching Either the roof. Either that or a circus freak. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if he's a big guy or his neck is just so long it's pushed his head up against the, the roof of the car. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> giant neck boy. <laughs> oh, giraffe boy. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Monkey boy and giraffe boy. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Two days and you got sciatica and your leg just driving. Uh, exactly. That's right, Jerry. I already oh. have sciatica in my leg. Are you, when you start your car, are you sitting there like a like a 90-year-old waiting for it to warm up? No, not now, Jerry. We're in uh, the spring. No need to warm up my car. The best part of driving in and out with Al would be in the middle of winter, we get in the car. I would turn it on and just go. And Al would be like, want to warm the car up? No, let's just go. and sit there and freeze. Let's go. Let's get the heat going. There's no it's way. It's not 1940 anymore. These cars are built pretty good. There's no way. Like, the pistons have got to be lubed up, Jerry. You can't just start a car in 16-degree weather and just take off. Except that you can. <laughs> Except that you yeah, can. Yeah, did, I did Google that after you said. It yeah. just doesn't feel right. I hear you. But within a couple of minutes, the car feels good and right. warm and you're all right. It's working, right. That's why I get home 20 minutes before you do. <laughs> I'm still warming up my car in New York City. And you're still sitting there (laughs) trying to make sure your head's not hitting and you're freezing. Yeah, when I wear a a knit cap with a ball on the top, the ball is smushed up against the ceiling of my car now because of my cushion for my buttocks. (laughs) So you went out and bought a butt pad. I did. All right. I bought a butt pad. Listen to each his own. I I put a thing on Twitter asking people. You did, I got a lot of recommendations. I'm sure you did. And uh, yeah. Is there any part of your life that you don't put on Twitter? Uh, yeah, some of it, but I, like if I, I do find Twitter is a good spot for recommendations. You do have to weed through the, the crap, the crap. But a lot of people do give you good recommendations of things. Like if I say, "Oh, I need a cushion for my butt in the car," what's well, a good one? Because I'm sure people see that question every day. <laughs> <laughs> they get into it though. Like if people love a product, oh, of course, they'll be like, "Oh, this is the greatest one ever." That's why we push bath fitter. Right. Exactly right. Exactly. All right, quick break. We're just getting started. 517. It's a Thursday morning here on The Fan. It's Alan Jerry until 6. Boomer and Geo. Then don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, we love the meatheads in the gym. We'd be one of them, or two of them, had we not been 47 and 51 at this point, and our body's breaking down. Al's ordering pillows for his rear end because of sciatica, and my back is, you know, feels like a jigsaw puzzle some days. What are you going to do? I'd love to be a meathead in the gym right now. I know now. you would. I know you would. Some guy just sent me on Twitter a photo of a guy he thinks that looks like me in his gym right now. He Close? photographed... No, he... Well, he... He didn't want to get too close because he clearly doesn't know the guy, so he took it from farther away. Mm. It was a bald guy. 
So that's it. That's bald it. guy. Yeah. That's I mean, all people are doing. And I don't appreciate that. Not all bald guys are the same. Is he handsome? He looked all right from a distance. Well, then you could you could be all right with it then. From a distance. I did think of you yesterday as we were in the gym. Uh, me and you my, were in a gym? Yeah. Not a gym like that. Oh. In one of the jujitsu gyms. Oh. But not doing that type of stuff. And I was thinking I should have you come in one day now that you live down there. To the jujitsu gym? Yeah. And they could teach you some things. Would I have to fight children like Kramer did on Seinfeld? No, it's just me and my friend and a trainer. Oh, okay. And then you could learn some things you want to learn. Hand-to-hand combat. They could definitely teach you some of that. Mm. You have to be filmed, though, as long as you'd be all right with that. I would be all right with that. You know I've me, heard Jerry. you like attention. <laughs> you know me, Jerry. If you could get that filmed and on social media, I'm uh, more apt to join in. We can definitely work on that. Jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Would it be all right if I fought children in my jiu-jitsu There's class? no children there. Oh. No. 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 I would have the weight advantage for I sure. I still got to get you out to the field. Oh, I can't wait to uh, face some 16-year-olds in baseball. Bring it. Maybe an 11-year-old. Or an 11-year-old. Even better. Because I'd never hit a home run in Little League. It'd be great to hit one off of a kid now. Okay. Like a dream. I got to figure out what the insurance angle is to that. <laughs> For me or the kid? The kid. And what you? about my insurance? And the place. I'm not worried about your insurance. You're 51. You've got insurance. You put a fence, uh, one of those fences in front of the kid that the coaches use when they pitch batting yeah, practice. An to, L-screen. Uh, all screen. I have those. Baseball teams. Uh, and then uh, I wear one of those helmets that Giancarlo Stanton wears with the with the jaw guard. With the jaw guard, I'm good. To, I'll have a cup on. I'm good to go. I'm not worried about you. Oh, I'm making sure that you don't hit a line drive back. At and them. I'm I'm using a metal bat. No, I don't go wood no. bat. You're gonna I'm use a composite school. bat. I'm I'm little league. You're old not. School. They don't have aluminum, aluminum bats, bats anymore. That's thirty years ago. I still have one. It's Wait, thirty years old. We'll give you a solid composite bat. It's called Big Bertha. Oh my, Jesus, my. Uh, Aluminum bat that I'm going to use against children. Mm-hmm. Here's a tremendous story, Jerry. Tremendous. You love Shaquille O'Neal. I do. And this is a, a one of my favorite athletes of all time. You love him. Yes. He's a big guy. He's lovable. He seems like fun. Yep. He was roaming around a mall in Atlanta and roamed into Zales Jewelry Store, where he saw a gentleman who was uh, trying to figure out how to do layaway for an engagement ring he was purchasing. And Mr. Shaquille O'Neal went up to him and heard the guy talking about how he was trying to figure out how to pay for this ring with uh, the little money he had. And Shaquille O'Neal gave the cashier his credit card and said, rings on me. Why not? I think that's awesome. Now, my here would be my question. Yeah. And there's still nothing wrong with it. Did he have a camera crew with him? No, someone, some rando. Oh, that's awesome! Then took a a very short thing on social media, on like just a customer. So this wasn't scripted. This, this wasn't. No. Hey, let's go to the mall and try and do something good. No. Film it and put it out there. They barely have any video of it. Then so that's very a, brief. That's tremendous. Of the guy shaking uh, Shaq's hand. I the guy did great. did try the move where he goes, "No, that uh, thank you, but uh, uh, no, thank you. No, you don't have to do that." Wink, then wink. He took it. <laughs> of course. Then he took it. And then the cashier made it seem like Shaquille roams around that mall quite a bit. I did see that in the story. Because the guy said, uh, finally, you know, I always hear you come in the, into the mall, and I always it's always after my shift. Yeah. It's got to be a thrill for him to walk in when you're working to meet the guy. But now, don't you think if you're in the mall and you see Shaquille O'Neal, aren't you following him around and try to go to the store? <laughs> <laughs> Follow him into like a Best Buy and be like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this big screen TV. I would think, uh, no, that's not going to work. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I don't think so. 
No, no, no. I'm so down on my luck. How will I ever buy this surround sound system? Oh, hi, Shaq. <laughs> he is. Uh, he had that. I don't know if he still does. He had that series on, I think it was on USA. I think it was, where he was like a like a docu-series on him. And the cameras following him around in his house in Orlando. And when he would travel to Atlanta and all his kids, they went on went on vacation with him. He is just a fun dude. He, re- I mean, just living the life. And have an, and I love his podcast. I know you're not into all these podcasts, and I haven't listened to his in a while. His podcast is tremendous. They say that he does this quite often where he does nice things for random strangers. Well, let me ask you, all kidding aside, if you had $200 million in the bank, wouldn't you once in a while do stuff like that? I would certainly hope so. That's why I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often with famous people. I think it happens more than we know. But they just. But I would want credit for I it. I know you want I understand. You want here's how you want to get the credit the yeah. way Shaq got the credit. You want someone else to see it and put it out there. I would have tweeted, "Just paid for a dude's oh. engagement ring. You're welcome." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, oh, it happens would. a lot right here. Boomer gave me a Peloton, gave you guys total gym. Oh, that's true. It's a very good point. I got a wave runner. Right, Boomer does buy us nice things. Always has. Hmm. And doesn't ask for the credit. That's true. He does not. That's a good point. So sometimes it comes up organically, as they say. But there's a lot of things Boomer does no one knows about. Uh, so I do think it happens more than you than you think. Remember Shaq also used to help people on the side of the road? Like, that happened a couple times where he would, like, help people change flat tires. I remember Joe Girardi did that. Did Aaron, he did in Florida, as a matter of fact, Shaq. You're Shaq right. Did, yes, yeah. that's right. It and was Ger- on a highway in Florida. And Girardi, if I remember, it was the After the night, World Series, wasn't it? After they won the World <laughs> yeah. Series that yeah. night. That is true. On his way home at, like, 3 in the morning. Somebody had a flat tire? Yeah. I was so we're, we're, a car was, um, the hazards were on or something like that. And he stopped and helped the people. At like 3 a.m. on the hutch or something. I'm surprised. I, I would have thought you're walking right into a setup. Well, he was feeling pretty good about himself. Joe Girardi, World Series champion manager. Yeah, that was 09, I think. Do you think Shaquille O'Neal is going to go to heaven, right to heaven now because he's doing things like this? If there is a heaven, Shaq will be there. He's going, right? I, I Yes, I would think so. He's helping other people. I would absolutely think so. And I think always has. I really do. Yeah. I mean, if you watched... One of the things in in that show that I watched of him was a lot of the commitments that he had outside of work, appearances he would make, and not all paid, going to ch- um, to boys clubs and and youth foundations. I mean, he's he's out there a lot. Do you think he feels like he can do some bad things because of all the good things he does? No. Like one stupid thing wipes away all the good. I, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example, and we, we I always talk about this. We get so wrapped up into when a guy does something stupid that we completely forget about everything that they've done in their life. So every NFL team, for instance, and I only know this from covering the Giants and Jets, their off days were Tuesdays back in the day. Every Tuesday, someone, and I mean a player, I don't mean a coach, some players or some semblance of players was always at a children's hospital, always giving away toys to the underprivileged around the holidays. We never write about it. No one cares. We don't talk about it. And then yet one guy, you know, has a speeding ticket and we want to bury the guy for being out at midnight the night before a game. But it doesn't matter on his off day that he's, you know, doing good for kids. We're a salacious society, unfortunately. Do you think if I went to a hospital to visit people, they would be like, who is this guy? Do I think? No, no, I know. Like, why is this rando just walking through the... Someone call security. What does this creep want? (laughs) I'm here to make an appearance and cheer up all of the patients. (laughs) I'm very famous. I'm on the WFAN radio. 
from 5 to 6 a.m. If any of your patients are up early, they'll definitely know who I am. Yeah, except that the patients in this case wouldn't be in their 50s. <laughs> You're talking about a kid's house. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'd be like, do you have any patients that are 50 that listen to radio for a long time? You know what is cool, though, is as my sons are getting older, their friends watch the show. Is that right? And it's yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny. They're, they're, like they're into it. Even the eleven-year-olds, like, not all of them, dad. but some. Yes, but some of them. And as like Joseph's friends will come up, you're on TV every day. Yeah, we have been for a while now, and they're just starting to notice. It's actually right. neat. That is cool. So that's right, kids. That's right, children. I'm very famous. I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> you want to go into hospitals and help people. Who is this guy? <laughs> I wish I had money to do like uh, what they what some of these guys do too, like at Christmas where they go pay off someone's layaway. You do. That's pretty cool. You do. <laughs> no comment from Al. I do not. <laughs> yes, you do. How much do you, how much do you think the layaway is? Nineteen thousand dollars? Well, some of these guys go into a store and pay off the entire everybody's layaway. You just said a guy's layaway. You could do that. The layaway might be six hundred bucks. You cheap ass. You could do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do that at Christmas. I'll see if Izzo will follow me to the to the do it then to Walmart. Of course, of course Izzo. <laughs> make, Hi, sure, would, make sure we get this out there. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I would like to pay off this layaway. It's how much? I can't. I'm gonna go to another store. <laughs> Listen, here's my cap. Two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I'd have to set it up with the people before I got there. <laughs> Give me the old cheapest layaway That's item. That's terrible, man. Just pick one. Yeah. Uh, 534, let's take a break. When we come back, maybe, I don't know, maybe something on the Mets, who knows, or the Knicks or the Nets or or not. I'm not sure. Uh, Al is in, in charge of that. Uh, we're about halfway home. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. Yes, Al wore the mask. I did not. Got our faces beaten, but we did try hard. 20 in front of six. Thursday morning, Boomer and Geo coming up top of the hour. Al and Jerry with you for another 20 minutes or so. I wouldn't want to wear the mask because then you go out and you're not famous. So then how about this? In our next lives as wrestlers, I'll wear the mask and you can go nude. I could be the famous wrestler. That's fine. They have, there has never been a nude wrestler. That would be something. Well, I didn't mean nude nude. I meant nude on your face. But, like, the, uh, Vince McMahon is always looking for new gimmicks. Imagine a nude oh, guy. You could do that on pay-per-view. Ladies, like, you could be, like, a naked and afraid type character. Sure. You ever see some of those naked and afraid people? Yeah, I don't watch that. There I was can't. one the other day. Oh, I mean, <laughs> both people. What are you doing? I, I would watch it if you could actually, if they didn't pixelate things, because then I think it'd be interesting to watch. I'll take the pixelation, actually. <laughs> Some of it is just awful. Yeah, most nude people is not attractive. I would say Small probably percent. 95% of people are not attractive nude. Right. I would think that that's probably, I mean, just look around the room. It's just like a 5% nude. <laughs> like out of all of us, none of us are probably attractive nude. Not a single one of us. Probably not. Including Boomer and Geo. I, I don't disagree. Evan and Craig. <laughs> Nope. Keep going. McMonagle. 
Maybe Tommy Lugo. Tommy probably is all right because he he's like real he's thin. Shit, right? <laughs> you would probably be second in that list. I got a belly now, though. I'm 51. Yeah, well, who would you rather see, Dover Eddie? <laughs> Eddie. All right. How come? I'm not sure. That was a weird response. <laughs> it was a weird response. I, I'm not sure why. Okay. Eddie, get nude. <laughs> <laughs> Camera's not on yet. <laughs> Let's get naked, everybody. Josh Allen was a guest on the Kyle Brandt podcast. Oh, God. The okay. Kyle Brandt podcast. Oh, there's so many podcasts. A lot of podcasts. The Kyle Brandt podcast. and uh, Oh, he's the one from NFL Network. He is, yeah. Oh, that's fine. He used to be Jim Rome's producer. Yes, right. And prior to that, he was on The Real World Chicago. Was he really? Yeah. I will tell you, he did a skit last year on NFL Network. You can tell he's very capable of acting because he did something with the teleprompter, and it was smooth. It was really well done. Yeah, I think he actually did some acting in soap operas oh, years well, ago. Well, there you go. Who knew? So he asked Josh Allen about the, the vaccine, which I think which feels like the new question that uh, all the athletes are getting asked in interviews. Okay. They, like, uh, ask them a bunch of questions, and then they get to the... Uh, a vaccine question. Which makes sense from the, from this standpoint. The league has been, these leagues have been out there basically discussing the benefits if they get it and the freedoms that they'll have again. And the restrictions won't be so harsh. So I think if I was doing that interview, especially offseason, like after a game, I wouldn't ask an athlete that. But if you're talking about a football player now as they're in between seasons, I think it's probably still a relevant question. I'd want to know. He says he's not sure. I think that's like a lot of people. Yeah. He's still sure. feeling it out. Understood. I mean, my, my family's the same way. Half of them have gotten it that have been eligible, and half of them are still on the fence. He Fine. Says, Personal choice. He says he's a statistics guy, so he's going to weigh the statistics of getting it versus not getting it and where he falls in with that. Fair enough. I think the number as of yesterday is 108 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. I'm still confused how one goes about getting it. Like right now, I am a. Uh, I think. I think uh, starting Monday, I was eligible because yes. I'm in the media. Yeah. How do I? What do I do? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, that's a very good question. It seems like it's there's not like a simple thing. Like it's like like oh, you gotta wait till an appointment opens and get it real fast. Like get it where? I can tell you, appointments are open now. Yeah. In a lot of places, I have friends that went down to Atlantic City. To get it, actually, the yes, you say that a lot in Atlantic City. They have had, they've had a lot reason. of openings. Yeah, there's a couple different Twitter feeds that people have uh, put me uh, showed me uh, just for New Jersey. Right, I'm sure they have them for other states as well. But when appointments open up, they like tweet it out immediately, yeah. and then you've got to like click on it so fast. But I still keep hearing that by May, which is only a month away, that there are going to be so many vaccines that you'll be able to just get one in. Uh, Walgreens. Yeah, just like when you go without an appointment, just yes. roll up there. Well, I do know I do. right now you can even – so someone very close to us, um, her mom was in a pharmacy Tuesday and saw her pharmacist and just they had asked if they had gotten the vaccine yet. And she said, no, not yet. I haven't signed up yet. And they said, well, do you want it? We've got extra doses. Right. And they had open appointments. So she said, sure. And within 10 minutes, she filled out the paperwork and she got she got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is a one-shot deal. So she was thrilled. She went in just going in for vitamins and she went right. and walked out with the vaccine. So I, there's, listen, I think you could legit just walk into pharmacies and say, do you have any extras or open appointments? And you probably get it. Right. Or you would sign up for it on some of these sites. I'll just go hang around with Josh Allen when he figures it out. 
and he goes to get a vaccine, I'll go with him. There you go. And the Bills fans, where they throw and each the other Bills through fans. tables and then get vaccines. That would be a cool promotion. Where you get thrown through a table and then get a vaccine shot? No, you get the vaccine shot, then you get thrown through the table. <laughs> to celebrate? <laughs> That's right. Or you can run through fire like I saw them doing the time I was there. <laughs> like Josh Allen does an appearance at a drugstore. If he decides he's going to get the vaccine, then you... Bill's Mafia is waiting for him in the parking lot with a table. <laughs> you, get a sh- you get the shot. You get a photo with Josh Allen. You go out. You go onto the top of a van and get thrown <laughs> through a fire table. And then a picture with your sticker that says you got vaccinated. Right, let's do it all in one. We'll put the fire under the table. Thrown right. through the table into the fire. Pull you out of the fire. I like that. That's funny. I would sign up for that. I, well, then there you go. We found a way to get out to get the vaccine. You mentioned, Jerry, before one of the breaks that you wanted to discuss the Mets. Like, oh, I don't maybe know. we'll do the Mets. Whatever right? you want. So they lost 8-2 to two last night, unfortunately. This uh, Peterson fella, not a great start to the game. You think? Gave up uh, four runs in the first inning. Yeah, he gave up two homers. And they lost the series to uh, the Phillies, who we hate. And the Phillies are off to a very good start. They're not a good, you know, terrible. You know, you can lose two out of three and take a lot of good out of it. You just lose a couple of good games. But, you know, the way they lost the DeGrom game left a terrible taste in your mouth. And then last, like, they were out of the game. And every time they had guys on base, they never got a big hit. Just, I don't know. Yesterday was a laugh. Yeah, it wasn't even last night. Yesterday afternoon, what a terrible game. Not good. And how about, I'm so thrilled that the Mets did not get George Springer. I mean, when is he going to play? Because now he's dealing with tightness in his quad. What was the initial injury? Do you remember? I think it was something different. He's still waiting. Well, now he's waiting an MRI now on his quad. Okay. I mean, that was going on here. Like, if yeah. the Mets got him. People would be screaming. And the Mets were losing. And George Springer, was like, if Lindor was injured already. Sure. Or didn't play at all so far. Hasn't played in the first three or four or five games. He'd yeah. be furious, Jerry. No question. And, you know, it's funny. We we were screaming about DeGrom the other day. Yeah. How about, how about the Nationals yesterday? What did they do? So, they wound up, not the, uh, yeah, the Nationals. They played two at the Braves. Now, the Braves were off to a terrible start. The Braves win the first game 7-6. Second game, Steven Strasburg. Now, remember, there's seven-inning games because of the doubleheader. Steven Strasburg throws six innings, one hit ball with a bunch of strikeouts, 80 pitches. They take him out in the seventh. Guy comes up, <laughs> base runner, home run, loose to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you taking him out for? It's 80 pitches. I mean, it's really, and he's, he's given up one hit. He's flying through the game. Like, what are we doing? Let him go back out. I was hearing Evan talking about that we're no longer judging pitchers on their records. No, because of things like that. That we're really just judging them on their ERA. It has to be because it's not. You know why? It's not fair. It's a you know it's a different time. Back in the day, back in our day, in the eighties, Jerry, the best uh, decade ever. When you were really responsible for the bulk of the game, yeah. Wins and losses meant something. ERA is still most important, but wins and losses meant something. If you're only going to pitch less than two-thirds of a game and your team loses after you leave, how do you get any fault in that? We should eliminate wins-losses because I don't like when sometimes a reliever gets a win and he didn't do anything. I don't disagree, and there's nothing worse than when a guy comes in, gets one out, and gets credited with the win because he comes in in a tie game, gets the final out of the inning, Lead off batter hits a home run, you win the game. There's your winning pitcher. Why? Right. What did he do? 
Yes. Meantime, this poor schlub threw 100 pitches and gets no credit for anything. Who do we talk to, Faye Vincent, about this? <laughs> no, I don't think Faye Vincent's around anymore. God almighty. <laughs> oh, boy. He's Rob Manfred. Alive, Faye Vincent. Um, yes, I, I believe, believe you know so. Let me see. I know he did an interview just early Google last it. year during I'm the pandemic. I'm pretty that, sure. I'm pretty sure it was him who wrote just something in the New York Times or the New York about uh, about Manfred yeah. and what happened in Atlanta. Yes, might be him. You might yeah, be I'm right. Sure he's alive, Jerry. Uh, please do. That right, would be good. right now. He's listening, going, "I'm here. <laughs> I am right here." He very well could be. He I is do, 82 years old. He's yeah. still alive. Good I remember him, him doing that interview right around the pandemic last year when the players were arguing about money. Yeah. I do remember that, so I'm glad to hear that he's still doing well. Yeah, he did a uh, op-ed piece where he was calling out. Uh, yeah, he w- and he says he's not going to watch baseball in twenty 20- in 2020. Okay, well that's over now. So. Faye Vincent. Yeah, 2020's gone. Oh, so thanks. <laughs> so, old article. I like that idea, though. All kidding aside, yeah, I would say it's an old article. <laughs> <laughs> what years is now? 2021. I thought you just said this was a piece from the weekend. <laughs> which weekend? <laughs> the real question is, Jerry, which year? <laughs> which weekend are you wondering? You really get yourself in trouble by just looking at headlines, oh, don't look you? look at this, Jerry. This was... Uh... <laughs> This was this uh, this year. It was the one. So that then I, why did he say he wouldn't watch baseball in 2020? Because I spelled Faye wrong, and the <laughs> old article came up. <laughs> I spelled Faye Vincent F A Y E. Why did you try and Google now James Talon, <laughs> the French Yankee pitcher? God almighty. All right, one final break. We're going to switch studios. Faye Vincent refuses to watch baseball in 1977. It says right here, Jerry. He is not watching this season. This is stupid. 5.52. The guys are coming up at 6 o'clock. Right now, though, it's an Odyssey Sportsman with Amy Lawrence talking about Tiger Woods and the car accident. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. 5.57. Nets beat the Pelicans last night. Kevin Durant comes off the bench and uh, helps Brooklyn to the win. The Knicks lost the tight one to the Celtics. Mets lost. Yankees lost. What else you got, Al? I see the Knicks were trying to mend fences, Jerry, with uh, Charles Oakley. I'm so tired of Charles Oakley. <laughs> I mean, enough. I mean, honestly, I see the name, and I just I flip right through it. I mean, who cares? <laughs> Go away. Oh, put my banner outside so people can see it. Shut up. Enough. 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 He wants uh, his his uh, retired jersey to be a tourist attraction. Like you Great. Would, like you would say, uh, like, you know, people from other countries, people from other states would come to New York City. They, they'd want to see a Broadway show. They'd want right. to go to the Empire State Building. Right. People from Scottsdale are coming to New York to see Charles Oakley's banner. Let, let's Please. go get a photo, a family photo, in front of Charles Oakley's jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not the guy. He, listen, good player. You aren't Patrick Ewing and you aren't Michael Jordan. Move on. I do think people, when they come to New York City from uh, foreign lands, that they do want to get a photo in front of Madison Square Garden. World's most famous arena. Yeah. Listen, every time I, I go to a different city, I mean, if we can get to a stadium or an arena, it is neat to at least see the area. Right, you and I went to see AT&T Park in San we Francisco. Did. 
and took photos like we were tourists. So went and our, bought ourselves some souvenir T-shirts. <laughs> well, yes, but we because I, I bought the Metallica yeah, ones because I thought cool that was one. unique. That was unique. thought that was neat. And you know what the problem with that one was? Short sleeves after we washed the sweatshirt. Oh, it got to shrunk up on you. Yep, that hoodie was like 50 bucks, yeah, maybe yeah. more. I hate a cheap... It's the Brooklyn what? Nets and Los Angeles Lakers this Saturday, April 10th at the Barclays Center. And-